and I was like looking around and we were all, they like have us like the way that we were all smiling at the displays and shit. And I was like, Oh my fucking God. I am just merely another bitch that is in love with Namjoon. Like, like I am just another bitch that loves Namjoon. Hello everyone, it is currently 12.16 a.m. And I am back from being out and about in Seoul. And earlier today, I went to uh, HYBE, HYBE Insight, the museum featuring our beloved BTS. And also uh, TXT. We have lots of TXT people. We have lots of 17 people. So do we have any G-Friend friends? So I figured I would just like talk through my experience. I think this week's podcast is going to be kind of short. There's not really much going on, uh, but there's a couple things I want to talk about. But I want to keep it short because I have been out and about in a big way and I've been struggling to kind of like sit down and record. And so I think if I can make the episodes a little shorter it might be easier for me to make sure that I could sit down and give you guys stuff. And if you want to follow my adventures, go to my my Instagram. I kind of record each of my days every single day over there on Instagram. Ooh, excuse me. See, it's late at a at Haitian a. But I want to go ahead and do this now, even though it's super late. I went to I went to Hybe and then I went to dinner and then I'm waiting because. I've been eating so much. I have acid reflux and I can't go to bed right after I eat. <laughs> ah, too much information. Okay. So let's talk about it. Like, obviously, like there's a couple of layers to break through when it comes to this particular situation. It was like, you know, it's all so overwhelming because, and we're going to talk about this later when we talk about this app that I downloaded, uh, is sort of like the different layers in which, like, there's so many things that K-pop asks you to do, right? Like, you are meant to have the boyfriend experience, you're meant to be emotionally invested, you're invested in the art, you're invested in the emotional experience, but on top of it all... It's such a commodified thing. And I think this is particular to BTS. So like before I dive into it, I think one of the things that like, of course, as usual, I had an existential crisis. It's what I do. But it's so, is the word insidious? I don't know if the word's insidious. It's so interesting. <laughs> My favorite word. How... BTS, like when you experience this experience, right? BTS is presented like art. They're presented like history. But then it's inside of this huge building, this huge gigantic building that they helped build through commerce, through capitalism. And so when you're engaging with BTS, you're engaging with so many things. You're engaging with them as far as the boyfriend, friend experience, this intimate bond you have with these seven people. And then there's the art, the art aspect of it and this idea that the albums and the music that they create is really from them 
And it does come from a really true and authentic place for them. And I'll talk more about that a little bit when I talk about kind of the experience. So it's like the boyfriend, the connection, the art, and then there's the commerce. It's the fact that the only reason why that museum is there is because BTS is so successful. They're successful to in, to a degree that is just completely unfathomable. Like it's just completely out of the like just out it's just outside of anything that has existed anytime recently. And you get all of that. While also individually feeling like, you know, and I was like looking around and we were all they like have us like the way that we were all smiling at the displays and shit. And I was like, Oh my fucking God. I am just merely another bitch that is in love with Namjoon. Like I am just another bitch that loves Namjoon, but they are so good at building this experience that makes you think that you are not just a bitch that loves Namjoon, that you are something special and unique. And obviously this podcast is a huge platform in which I talk about this and unpack it, but seeing it in real life was indeed, it was both delightful and unnerving in the way that it kind of existed and it'll be interesting to see if you guys go if you have like a similar experience as I did I feel like obviously because I engage with this stuff in a very specific way and I feel like that I have a very kind of like a a love it I call my sort of like point of view on BTS to be lovingly cynical my my experience with it might be different than yours but let me talk about my experience and essentially this opinion I'm gonna try my best to sort of like obviously like unpack it the way I usually do but also understanding and knowing that it was a really good really awesome experience everyone should absolutely go but for the sake of the function of this podcast I'm just gonna do my thing okay so let's talk about the actual experience itself so when you go into so you see the building it's a massive building like it's huge 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 i think there's a garden at the top which is really beautiful like there's green spaces on the inside it's a really really big building and uh it's pretty abandoned when i went not a lot of activity my appointment was on a weekend but i do wonder what it's like during the week if it's like more crowded is there more people around it didn't seem like anybody was really in the big building it's also an area that's pretty like low key there's a couple of buildings a little farther down but mostly it's like the building and then a bunch of restaurants and and coffee shops around there and i was wondering like what the deal is is i'm sure like a lot of the employees go to those restaurants and stuff for lunch and everything so that was interesting to see that there's just like not much there beyond food like there's not many shops or anything like that there was a coffee shop called pied piper which i thought was interesting that actually just opened and i'm sure it was inspired by bts there actually when we were there we went to this one coffee shop that had uh, a birthday celebration for one of the hyphen members so that was cool but yeah it's in like a really not like a very densely populated area it's not like a like a hop in area it's on its own which i'm sure is why they put it there because there's like space to put it there like there's not much there there's like a a pharmacy that's not really a pharmacy it's just like a um a guy selling stuff because i went in to ask him a question and he's like i don't know so that's the building and so you get to the museum and you have a barcode so you have to download an app and you have a barcode that they give you 25 minutes before it's time for you to go in and once you get that barcode you get to you go down a set of stairs you can't bring a big bag with you so you can check in your bag and then you get a a hypey bag which has a color which will make sense later and so you go down the stairs and the first thing you see is that you see the sign and you see this like really cool just like these images of the bts members but also members of the other groups that make up um hypey i think they did a really good job of it is kind of like a bts uh museum and stuff like that but i think they did a pretty good job of integrating some of the other artists there to make sure that everybody's really well represented. I left wanting to know a lot more about Seventeen. I wanted to know more about G-Friend actually, even though they are now disbanded. But I thought they did a really good job of balancing, showcasing everyone else as well. 
so the first thing you go into is like this really cool black and white hallway and it's just like a really like graphic there's a lot of graphic design as far as like not graphic design but a lot of kind of immersive digital experience around and the first thing you go into is a kind of I would say it's like an ode to music and sound in general I think this is the order I might be messed up but just know that all these things have happened these things happen who knows what order they're in but yeah, you go into this room and you get to see how the music is put together. There are some exclusive performances that we haven't seen online in the back. So there is a performance of Dynamite that BTS does with like symbols and like it's a really cute performance. It was from a while ago. A lot of the images, it's so funny how you can track when a lot of this was happening by the images. So like Namjoon has blue hair for like most of this. So I think that this was all done during Dynamite era. And there's a really cool section where there's a long line for, there was a computer where you could listen to the different tracks that were laid by the different artists, like the different members of BTS. You could one and hear it or the others and hear it. There was such a long line for that. I didn't get to do it, but I did get to, oh, another thing that happens is you get to listen to different people, like different, Namjoon does it, and but he does it in Korean which is interesting so you get to listen to them talk you through some of the exhibits if you don't speak Korean that's not going to really help you but everything has subtitles as well also when you get there something to know is that everybody speaks Korean by the way just a general tip for going to Korea in general is I think that people really undersell how much Korean you need to know to successfully navigate here so I have a really good friend who's Korean American who's been helping me with a lot of stuff and I've been taking Korean for a little bit so and I feel like it's not helping me at all <laughs> like it's really uh you need to know quite a bit of Korean to come here so if you're trying to like come here to have your South Korean fantasy trip uh just know that like depending on where you go it's just not going to be that way like if you go to Itaewon which I'm I went to Itaewon last night and I'm actually not crazy about Itaewon it's just like it's too international it's basically like America in South Korea so I don't know why you would go but I'm sure that if you go to Itaewon where they sell tacos and all that shit like you can sort of get by and also I live in Hongdae and there are some foreigners so whatever but if you're outside of that like the menus are all in Korean for the most part. Like you're kind of lucky if you get a menu that's in English. And so you're navigating it all by yourself. And so the same thing for this museum, which kind of surprised me that they wouldn't have people speaking English as well, but they don't, which I actually like. But yeah, so that's just a tip for people because I know people ask me a lot about my South Korea trip. And like, as you know, I'm here for a project and I'm here to visit my friend. I don't know that if I would come to South Korea outside of those circumstances. And I honestly, like, I know, like, I know people want to visit South Korea and I do want you to visit South Korea, but I think it's really important to make a friend or have some type of connection to South Korea outside of like your desire to be I don't know because it just makes it a lot easier to navigate especially if you're on a smart like a, a shorter trip but I'm curious what other people think of that maybe it's because I'm going to be here for a longer trip and I've had some complications and I had long story that have made it to where I've had to deal with people and more like in more detail and so maybe that's why but if you are coming to South Korea I just highly recommend you learn you, you get pretty proficient and here's the thing also about like the Korean you should learn Focus on vocabulary words and conversations with customer service, like normal things. Like if I had to do it all again, here's what I would do for the last like the while that I've been learning is I would it's good to know grammar and stuff like that. But if you're planning on coming here, what you should really do is write a list of all the scenarios you're going to be in. So like, no, make sure that you all the Korean foods in their names, make sure you like basic stuff around going to the convenience store, going to the grocery store, going to the doctor, going to do medical stuff, like all that stuff, like memorize all that shit first. And then you can go back and learn other things because the words that have helped me the most are just like very common, straightforward words. Knowing vocabulary and focusing on sort of day-to-day -day vocabulary 
in situations that you will find yourself in when you get here, I think is probably the most important and the most helpful when you are coming here. So sorry, that was the thing. But yeah, like it was all in Korean. Uh, So you go down and yes, you get to listen to the music. And then my favorite part of this section was there is a section where different artists from different bands explain their songwriting process and what songwriting means to them and what it's like for them. And so the representatives for BTS were Suga, Hobie, and of course Namjoon. All the interviews were good. There, I also found them really inspirational. Like the whole experience really inspired me because I'm not... I feel like my relationship to stuff like this is really interesting because I am a creator myself. So I want to, I hope that with my work and the stuff I create and the stuff that I do, that I'm making some type of impact and that I'm like moving people and helping people in some way. Like that's really what I want to do. And so I see them as like not creative peers, but like them sort of the impact that they have is something that I really, and they're, that I really admire. And so like Namjoon's interview was really, really good. It was very Namjoon talking about the reasons why he does music and what he's trying to do with it. And again, like when you listen to Namjoon and Suga and J-Hope talk about the music, again, it it just confuses you. And I do wish that I was somebody who could more like take a step back and just listen to it. But it is crazy how, and one sort of comparison I made was thinking about the Beatles. I know that Beatles, the Beatles come up a lot. And I used to always think that that comparison was kind of lazy. But in a sense, it's really true because the Beatles are known for being sort of like artistically really good and having songs that really say something and are more, they were known for being popular, but also for being artists. And that's something that I would say that the early, the, the late 2000, the early, the late nineties, early two thousands boy bands and stuff like that, or even like a one direction don't really have that artistic musical connection. And so BTS is very closely aligned with the Beatles and that they're create that like they are, highly commodified, highly commercialized, a part of a K-pop machine, but also are creating art and are and also I think aspire to be artists or they did aspire to be artists. I don't know what their their aspiration is now. I'd be curious to hear the next album and what but Hobie talked about disease and how it helped heal him during the time and it should have just made me think about ways in which I've written things to heal and to help me work through things and seeing that similarity. Like I said, it's so easy to get lost in the strategy of BTS or the brand of BTS. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, they're artists. Like the big takeaway from this was like, oh my God, like Sugar, like the way he lights up when he talks about his music, like he loves music like he just he just looks so beautiful and was glowing and talking about why he listens to music I didn't even get to listen to the whole thing because one of the things that happens is uh, they move you through not pretty quickly but I do feel like you don't get to like really linger they have a sort of order of things in the way that they do things and stuff like that so you don't get to like linger as much and so yeah listening to him talk about his music and what it means to him and he said this thing about that I totally relate to as a writer or a creator or like somebody who like expresses themselves online is that it's like a compulsion (laughs) and that it's like something that you do in order to like deal with the world and I like I totally resonated with that because I feel like that's 100% my life um is that I I create just to kind of cope (laughs) it's like it's nice that people like it and I'm and I'm like happy to make an impact but it's really also for me and so that was really cool and it made me feel really like connected to them in another different way um so that was cool they also have like these displays of them of all the artists dancing to songs and there's this amazing black swan performance and it's like this big performance of them do, doing Black Swan. And it's so beautiful and lush. And you can't hear it. You can just see it in the way that they move. Uh, again, it was probably a while ago because if you look at how they look in it. 
But again, it's just another moment where you're like, oh my God, like the art, the music, the commerce, the money, it all kind of whatever. And I think they did, they tried to really, it's so interesting how they tried to leave that part out of it performance but so yeah so there's that part and then after that part you go into you do a, a presentation which I call like like hypey hypey um what's it called like cult initiation kind of where you see a presentation where they talk about how it's all about the music and how we connect and everything like that and that's where if you've seen the photo of like the really like the huge the tall presentation of all the awards is there and uh, my friend and I were like oh I bet there's there was supposed to be a spot for the Grammy <laughs> it's not funny and it's kind of funny I mean it's it's just it's just fascinating what they value and so because there's just so many trophies like they're all there over their career and they sort of go through all their achievements and stuff like that and it did put into context why the Grammy is something that they're trying to chase so hard because there is seems to be a real focus on awards but one thing I was kind of bummed about is that like TXT and some of the other bands have gotten awards too I would like to see their awards up there as well but yeah so like there's a presentation and then it's like and then they like dramatically present the awards for you to see and it's cool it's definitely awesome but it just shows that like how I've talked about how like sort of the, un- the, the, the BTS are underdogs branding is kind of bullshit. They haven't been underdogs in a really long time, especially not now. Like they have all those MTV awards, all those American music awards. I think it just I think what makes me what made me sad about it is that like a lot of those awards, a lot of the American awards in the last year for Dynamite. And so they didn't even get to like show up and collect those awards. So okay so then after that you go into there's so I think what they're doing is they are going to try to make it a actual museum museum and so they have an artist who presented and they had their art out it was really cool art and you finally got to take pictures that's the other thing for most of it you can't take pictures you can't take video you can't do anything and they're very hardcore about it like they go around stopping people telling them to delete photos delete images and stuff like that but in this part you can so you could take pictures of the artwork and it was really cool artwork and then there's a section where you can play games like rhythm games to boy with love boy with love is such a good song it's like it's it's just iconic And then you also play a game where you search for things with VR, with your phone. Uh, I have like, so I have like my regular phone and then I have another phone that my dad got me for this trip. And I call it my murder phone. It's like a military grade phone and it has no function. So I couldn't play, but that's sort of what happens there. And so you, what's it called? You... You look at the displays there, you can play the games, and then after that, I think there's another presentation. Yeah, there's another presentation where it's just a a little mini documentary, and something so funny happened during the documentary, like, we were all watching it and JK comes up and this whole group over there was like, <gasps> like they like literally gasped at the sight of him. And again, I was just searching here. I'm like, what is happening? What is our life? Like, it's just really as human beings, we're just so, you know, um, <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway so I thought that was really funny and I was like I laughed so hard at that like I was just like because <gasps> he was just like talking he wasn't even really saying much also it's one of the things that I see is I've heard rumors of the fact that like all the BTS members vocal ranges are way below what they present but it's really true because in those interviews their voices are all super deep and I feel like usually they don't sound that deep but for the media and for us I think they go an octave higher but yeah so there's a presentation where like everybody talked about music and the relationship with it again the G friend stuff is sad because they disbanded and then you go into my favorite space which was they have like some memorabilia and stuff like that but what got me super super excited was the Dior fits most specifically the Hobie Dior fit was on display and as everybody knows I am obsessed with that 
era of outfits and I'm really into style and fashion and clothes. So it was really cool to be able to see the fits up close and see the details. If you go to my Instagram, I literally, I took 40 pictures of it, of his fit specifically, because, you know, there's a couple variations of it, but for the one they displayed was the, the iconic one where it was like the black turtleneck with the shoulder pads, the harness, Oh, there's so many details, like the buttons, the pants. It was so good. But at that point, I was like so dehydrated. And I was like, oh, I'm just like overwhelmed and feeling intense at the time. But yeah, so you got to see all of their fits. All the fits were so good and detailed. Like I also liked JK's that day. I thought Jen's was cool. Um, the jacket that, that Tay wore was amazing. So I really, really loved being able to see the fits up close. I hope that they add more clothes. Because at first I remember being like, is that kind of weird? But it's not. Like it is really cool to see the costuming and some of the work that goes behind it. And one of the other exhibits, the first exhibits, they also show sort of like different point of view footage of them taking pictures of the choreography. So as so you could see like the different angles that they do in order to get things right. Like I really am into that aspect of it. Like I love work. I love the work that goes into things. So that part was really cool. But yeah, so I really love seeing the fits. Uh, Sugar's guitar is in there. There's a little room where you could sit and listen to the song as if you're um, in the car. And then there's a bunch of pictures again that you won't I didn't get anything at the gift shop because it's all hypey stuff like it's all hypey stuff like there's not really a lot of BTS stuff like there's posters and photo cards and stuff like that but I'm not like a poster or photo card person and there's like pens and like stuff like that but I don't I don't give a shit about I'm sorry hypey if the hypey spy is watching I'm not a hypey company stan as much as I respect what was happening there so I didn't get anything but it was interesting again like they really are trying to make it so it's not just a BTS museum even though it kind of is but yeah just like a hypey stuff hypey insight stuff and then we left but yeah my overall thoughts about it is that it's cool it's like a really cool thing it's going to just like be really delightful and just the endorphins and the rush of being so close to the building and you feel close to them I think it's just going to be something that powers it and I think that yeah I think it's great I think it's cool I, I just it's it's I'm just very proud of them and I think that's stupid it's just cool what they've been able to accomplish and it's cool to be a part of it which is something that I was trying to get to it's just I'm a part of this even though I hate the fact that I'm just another bitch that loves Namjoon it is it is if you are sort of like I don't know like I wouldn't call myself delusional but obviously because this podcast is on me busting my delusions but like if you are somebody that indulges a little bit it will feel like a cold shower the whole experience kind of like really reflects the bigness of bts you can't really kind of hide into this sort of fantasy of like they're just yours there's no way to think that once you go there you're sort of like wow this is a thing and it's like really big and it's like really intense and yeah so I think that that's the thing that kind of is hard about it if I wouldn't call that hard I think it's good it's a good like reality check it's just hard because sometimes we don't want those reality checks <laughs> it's like I'm just another bitch that loves Tom June that person over there is smiling at JK just as I am like I'm not special I'm just like a part of this whole thing and I do think that like there's this thing that Namjoon said about like how like humans like we never are able to be happy because we're always like reaching for the next thing and all we can do is like capture these moments and find enjoyment and meaning in them and I think that liking BTS is like one of those things where it's just a, another way in which we're kind of moving through the world and finding meaning and enjoyment while we can because it all it all is very temporary and we never know what we're going to feel next or what's going to happen next I think you'll definitely leave the experience having more of appreciation for BTS. You will want to know more about the other artists. And it's just big. I think it's just the building itself is so massive and just like really grappling with everything that's been built. 
let's see. I think I forgot to talk about the area in which there was like smells you could smell and there's flowers overhead. There's just like a lot of cool exhibits. I don't want to like spoil it too much, but it was a really cool experience and I think everybody should definitely go. I'd be curious to see how things change and evolve. You know, it's only been out for a couple of weeks, I guess. It only started a couple weeks before I got here. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. Make sure you bring water and know that you can't take a lot of pictures. But yeah, I would highly recommend it. Again, my favorite part was the outfits because I'm obsessed with the fits. I also really liked hearing the interviews from the members and like how they approach music and their music writing process and their creating process. I just thought was really, really cool. And yeah, I liked it. I liked it, liked it, liked it. So like I said, this episode is not going to be too long. I, I'm actually like thinking, I don't know if I want to like fully do this, but how do we feel about bi-weekly podcasts? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to think of a way, at least maybe while I'm here, bi-weekly podcasts. Let me know what you think. I feel like a lot of people are behind on the podcast anyway, or I don't know. Or shorter podcasts, either bi-weekly podcasts or maybe making the podcast a little shorter. I don't know if I can do that, but let me know what you think, what your feedback is on that. And yeah, especially since there's not much going on. Okay, so next I wanted to talk about this app. So this new app that, so BTS is doing this partnership with this app called Smash. Is it called Smash? And it is, and I don't, I'm not fully, uh, it's like a Japanese ad, and I'm not actually fully understanding what it is. But what you do, it's like a paid app. It's like $6 a month and you get like vertical video. So I think it's like a vertical video app, much like, what was it, Quibi? Do you guys remember Quibi when it came out? So there's music videos that are ver- vertical. There are like little extra contents that are in vertical format. I'm assuming this is a way to control this content and have it and have ownership over it on your own platform so that you can retain all the rights and stuff like that, as opposed to like a TikTok or a YouTube or anything like that. Again, it's sort of the growth and the evolution of <laughs> Hybe and using the B- using BTS as an asset for growing these platforms and getting people on them. And again, like I say over and over and over and over and over and over, and over it is not a, putting BTS on every platform that you create is not an effective long-term strategy. Because the problem is, is that you can't really judge the effectiveness of these things with ARMY because ARMY will literally buy and engage with absolutely anything. TBT when everybody was sitting watching fucking Buttermilk. That's all I gotta say about that. But, so I downloaded it. It's $5 a month, but you get a, a month trial. And so what's on it is like these these videos that, and I guess it kind of relates to what I'm saying I kind of want to talk about these together because it sort of relates to this bigger topic, which is like K-pop and intimacy and connection and capitalism and the way that our desires are being monetized. So you go on and there's like these videos. It's so (laughs) the videos are awful. Like the boys, I feel so bad for them. Like I don't I wish like I don't know how much control they have over these things. One of the biggest arguments people are always giving me around is like they have more control than others, but I can't imagine that they're super excited to participate in this play intimacy with the audience. Unless I guess it could have been positioned to the, positioned to them in a way of like, oh, this will make Army happy. But basically there's two videos so far. And the first video is Jimin making coffee. Do is is Jimin liking coffee canon? I don't know. And so, but the idea is that it's like a very intimate video. So like he's making coffee. Oh see that's it. I was just playing it as we were talking so that I could refer to it. So basically he's making coffee and so he like is wearing this really nice suit it's actually a really good fit actually (laughs) 
it's one of his best fits and he like looks at me and he's like do you want some coffee and then he starts making like fancy drip coffee which i mean do we think that jimin really makes his own coffee probably not and then he's like making it and he spills and he does this like really fake laugh and looks at the camera and so it's just it's meant to be like an intimate video in which you can feel like you are with them oh my god he just looked at me and smiled <laughs> and and yeah it's supposed to create this intimacy that you're like in the room with them and it feels like really like for you but it's really highly produced and stylized i think it's like really like a hyper real version of the female gaze and kind of really closing the gap between fantasy and reality and basically taking their personalities and like the intimacy suggestions and monetizing it for the sake of this so you pay to get access to these videos in which like you're supposed to feel like you're with them hanging out with them but the issue is is that like first of all they look like they're held at gunpoint and two they're just like so highly produced and i also think it's like really it's just like a really miss it's like a it's again like this 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 one like little piece of the big hit strategy that doesn't make sense is how they feel like as they become more successful things should be more polished because people want higher production but honestly if this video was just jimin hanging out like a v like if it was just like a v live like if it was just a v live of them of him like for example when he made the coffee with namjoon if it was just like exclusive content like that where it was him making coffee with namjoon or um talking about something or like hanging out on his own in a way that felt more natural and not in a way in which he was pretending that like something was happening between us that wasn't but he was just sort of like chilling in his life and he uh and we're just you know what i mean like a v live like oh like a vlog like if it was like a really that's what i was looking for <laughs> like if it was like natural content like a vlog i think people would really like it and i think people would download it but this sort of creepy uncanny valley in which they're trying to recreate this sort of relationship intimacy partnership model for us again for profit is just <laughs> okay so like the other video is Jin and he's just sleeping and he's just like and so like he's sleeping or he's not really sleeping he's pretending to sleep and then there's audio over it where he's talking about sleeping and stuff like that and it's terrible he looks great I love the shirt on him it looks like the same shirt V wore for the Grammys. So it's a good shirt. But he's hanging out there. He's just um, chilling there. And we're meant to watch him sleep. And I guess it's supposed to be like, oh, he's taking a nap at our house. I don't understand. I don't understand what it's supposed to represent or what it's supposed to mean exactly. But yeah. He's just like, okay, and then there's this really, really cringy part where he opens his mouth, he opens his eyes, and he's like, good morning, and I literally screamed out loud. I screamed out loud at it, and then he like went back to sleep, or went back to fake sleep, and again, I just find it all, it's it's completely ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. I'm curious to see, like I said, I have my membership. I bet you they're going to make me wait, because like apparently there's one with sugar and some dogs and then namjoon with some plants and i just want to know what they think about this because it's, it's just it's just like i said it's the uncomfortableness like i think it, you don't have to do this you know like i don't it just seems mean like i i know that they're not trying to be mean i think they're trying to feed into the fantasy there is like i said the east has a real investment in female gaze and desire and there's a lot this isn't the only thing there's lots of sort of structures in place in korea and in china and japan that kind of create these like boyfriend experiences for women I think that there's this this uh this TikTok going around about like Rentanopa and everybody was like do it for science and it's like I mean I don't give a shit like it's it's just like I don't really <laughs> give a 
shit about having an opa y'all like i just think it's it's weird i think it's irresponsible and i said i think it's mean to continue to feed into this narrative for people who are already coming to k-pop under duress and feeding this fantasy to an extent to this extent where it's like you're in the space with them and it reminds me of how sm was going to be making hotels and stuff like that and espa there's like a a digital version of them and it's just like all this stuff that is about using our intimacy and our connection to and then like monetizing it in all these ways in which we uh use and and i don't know like there's part of it that's it is transactional in a way right like you know one of the things that i try to remind myself of when i get really frustrated with being a part of the bts machine is that i'm getting something from it too right like i'm not just sitting back and being victimized like i get the endorphins i get the it makes me feel better like when i was not feeling about well earlier today i'm just tired <laughs> like i've just been going 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 and i'm like a little sick here in south korea not super sick but i just have like a little thing that i'm dealing with and so i'm resting and so like going to run bts episodes or watching something does make me happy and so in in that case it, i guess it could be considered fair but i think that when it comes to this app where you're really pushing this agenda where people do have to live their lives at some point they're going to have to live their lives and form relationships and be present inside of their lives and make something out of them and figure out some meaning in them outside of like bts and so creating something like this does not encourage that behavior uh which i think is kind of unfortunate but yeah that's bts smash city i think that like I said, I think they're trying to create a platform that I, I don't know if BTS has stock in this platform or if they probably they probably own it. Right. I'll research. And it's just a way to own more platforms. Right. For BTS and just BTS is so big, y'all. I've I've really enjoyed like you know I haven't really sat down and thought about BTS in a while not since not since like I, I went to Hype yesterday and I've talked about them in passing but it has been a nice break like not being on TikTok um not like being plugged in as much has been really nice actually so I do think that I do wonder how things will shift when the world starts back up again as it's starting back up again that's something that i am curious about but yeah that's the app i would check it out there's a month trial so you guys can check it out and then a speaker pipe me or something or hit me up on patreon to tell me what you thought of these videos because i think it's like they're really awkwardly made and the fact that they're awkwardly made with the two people who are like the best at this shit jen and jimin does not give me high hopes for the rest of the group i bet hobie can make it work but just like have them hang out like why does it have to be this awkward thing they truly look like they're being held at gunpoint but they look great though and i think the, the problem with bts is is that like they can be fake but not really like only to a point like they're not really good at hiding their feelings about stuff and so like they you can tell that they're just like not doing well at all and so the thing is like enjoy our time together i, I am anxious to see this this namjoon video with the plants though <laughs> I just like, but but it's not because I want to see him interact with me with the plants. I just want to see him interact with the plants. Just give me a video of Namjoon with his plants. Like, it doesn't have to be like this weird, like, I'm your boyfriend thing. So anyway, that's it. I think that's going to be it for this episode. I know this is like a really short episode, but... Like I said, I think while I'm here, they either need to be shorter or they need to be bi-weekly. Maybe I'll have a, a poll for y'all to vote and let me know what what you would prefer. Bi-weekly or shorter. 
Oh, another thing. I recently found out that apparently Ed Sheeran and BTS are going to be doing a song together. That is genius. That is fucking genius. Like, truly, I know I get up on here and I talk shit about Hype and their strategy all the time. But if it's true that they're going to be on a song with Ed Sheeran, that's truly genius. Ed Sheeran is always on the top of the charts. Like, fucking Shape of You was number one on the charts for, like, I don't, God knows how long. Um, he makes music that the the girls, the gays, the they's, the all, all of them all of them the guys love people love ed sheeran and having a feature bts and ed sheeran would secure them on the charts for the rest of the year and also most importantly that must be i'm assuming that is the grammy push because if it's an ed sheeran bts track that's good that's in the sort of like the ed sheeran vein your your experience with ed sheeran mileage may vary right I do remember liking Shape of You when it first came out and then it was like beaten to a pulp. But I think that that collaboration is the perfect fit for that category that they lost this year. Like if Ed Sheeran and BTS go in on that category again, I think they will win for sure. For sure. If Butter doesn't get it or better yet, are they doing this because they want to be double nominated? What? genius that shit is really smart i'm sorry i doubted you hypey i guess you're trying to figure it out they really want that award seeing that trophy room made me be like why the fuck are y'all still chasing this grammy <laughs> like it had the opposite effect like my friend my, my, one of my friends was like oh it's so sad and i'm like is it or is it just kind of ridiculous that they're still chasing this when they have all these freaking awards and again like paralleling to that thing that namjoon said literally in his video that humans are never happy once you get what you want you're back at zero again literally oh my, oh my gosh it just hit me <laughs> that is namjoon's box theory he has his own box theory. Whatever. I'm going to go have dinner with some friends and hang out. And I will talk to you guys later. I am going to be responding to your speaker pipes. Thank you much for sending them. I can't tell you how much I love them. Uh, like I look forward to them every single week, listening to them and connecting with you guys. I miss connecting with you guys. And so it's just so nice to hear you guys and talk to you and like have that conversation because I feel like I don't get to have that much lately. Oh, 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 oh. And by the way, yes, I saw that bullshit fuck shit photo of Namjoon leaning against a fucking light pole looking like the main character of romantic comedy. Yes, I saw it and I refuse to engage with it. I'm not going to engage with it. I saw it for a second. And then I threw my phone and I realized that I have too much to live for. I have too much to live for, too much to do. I'm in South Korea and I don't have time for that garbage nor his bullshit or any of this. Okay. Like, like I said, we are all being held captive by that man. We're being held captive by that man. And it's time to get free. I suggest for you and for all of us to get free. So yes, I saw it for a second. Did I see the imagines? I'm not look I'm not going to read them. I'm not doing it. Okay? All right. Okay, bye. <laughs>
Yeah.